Hello and welcome to Enter the Dragonair's Den, the official Pokemon Go PvP podcast of The Battle Frontier and a Pokemon Go PvP podcast. I am Taco Doggate. Oh, here we are again. My intro, Jeff Horse Gemini. And I totally did not say that we're a Pokemon Go PvP podcast like 30 times in like 10 seconds. We, we, we really just want to get that across. We definitely, definitely, definitely want you all to know that we are a Pokemon Go PvP podcast, if you're new around here. If you're not new around here, welcome back. It's week two, and yeah, a lot has happened. But first, before we get to those, to the that part, how was your week, Jet? It was weird. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think I talked about it, but my old phone stopped working, so I was, I was phoneless for an entire week, and it was strangely liberating and just odd at the same time. <laughs> it's like I, I don't think I've been without a phone for that long as an adult. <laughs> so it was just like, huh, this is this is how some people do it, I guess. I feel but, attacked. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, well, I mean, it's it's not a value judgment at all. It's just like a, huh, this feels very different. <laughs> Just to not even have the option to like pull a phone out at any moment where it's just it's like I Yeah, it was it was like the world was new. It was it was a, it was a very strange experience. No, I, I can respect that. That is honestly great. I've I've definitely had some experiences like that growing up where like my phone would break because I was a stupid kid that decided, you know what? My phone's stronger than the ground and I would drop it constantly. Happy birthday to the ground. <laughs> yeah. And then I got older and, you know, thankfully I keep, I try to keep mine in pristine condition. And the only thing that really damages it is I would probably say the battery or yeah, the battery goes out on it. Well, and that's sort of what happened with mine. Like there was a brief moment where I was still believing that I could, you know, just have a new battery put in and still have like a secondary device for whatever. And nope, <laughs> as, as soon as I could test it, it was like, we think it's the motherboard. <laughs> like, okay, oh. well, we're, we're, we're all done then. <laughs> That's honestly heartbreaking. Yeah, well, and it's it's been it was my longest lasting phone, I think, by a good margin. So. I'm not upset about it, and I think the only thing that has been a little insulting since I got the 24 is that Pokemon Go is just completely unstable on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, it's it's still not really there. <laughs> so I'm much, much limited in, in my use of, of the game still, which feels so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I can respect that. And... But yeah, hopefully, hopefully that gets figured out soon. I mean, it's it's a brand new phone, so I, I guess there are bound to be issues with code that we know is a jumbled mess. Yeah, it is a known issue on the Niantic support page already. So apparently, Niantic knows that it's unstable on the S24s, but you know that just means that they'll put out a patch eventually, probably after L8. L LA tour, Sino tour, which is going to be, if they wait till after that, there's going to be a lot of upset people. I yeah, I don't, I don't think they can get away with that. The, there will be enough pressure. I feel like it's just because it's technically still like whatever 
actual release weeks like yeah the phone's only been out six they're on the they're on the clock yeah as of tomorrow uh january or february the 7th the phone will officially be out for one week so, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm optimistic that it will stop crashing for no reason i thought maybe at first it was just like oh maybe it has something to do with the bluetooth pairing or whatever like when i'm using my pokeball so i just tried not doing that and it seemed to be better for a little while but still there would be random things like you know trying to join a raid or just trying to exit looking at any one pokemon in my collection (laughs) or claim a task where it's just like any single interaction with the game itself could cause a fatal error which is you know not good (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's unfortunate but yeah, I, I share I hope to share your optimism when I get my upgrade. I will probably be sitting on it for like I was gonna buy it release week, but then I realized, you know, I'm going to LA and then, you know, people started reporting some issues. I said, I think I'm gonna wait until after LA to get my upgrade. Well, and if you have a functional phone, <laughs> that's that's totally fine, right? It, I mean, yeah, it does my phone does function. It is three years old, so Apparently, according to cell phones, that's like ancient times, but it still does the job. And yeah, it, it's it's like a like a me seeks that just wants to die. <laughs> yes, absolutely. OK, well, I'll tell you about my week in a second. Um, that's good. I I'm still very <laughs> I am very angry right now. What are we angry about? We are angry because as of today's date, February the 6th, my office furniture has still not arrived they promised it would be here january 23rd 2024 i mean the biggest the biggest pitfall of any arrangement like that is promising anything that's on them the paperwork clearly says it will be delivered this day and i i was very very not happy it's been exactly two weeks and they delivered the bedroom furniture fine. Like, I'm not mad about that. Like, I guess I'm happy not sleeping on a, um, I'm not, I guess I'm not happy, or I'm happy I don't have to sleep on a piece of bread anymore, quote unquote. Like, we have a full box spring and everything. But like, I want to set my computer up so that I can start streaming again and get to the video, video part of the podcast that we promised in tw- early 2024. All in due time. Yes. And apparently um, due, due time is whenever they decide to deliver your stuff. <laughs> you know you know what the funny part is? We are 1,000 feet from the furniture store. I'm feeling less bad for them every minute this conversation <laughs> continues. We are, we are 1,000 feet from the furniture store, and the delivery truck has been sitting in the parking lot for the last couple of days. And before any of you judge me, I travel past the furniture store on my way to work. So it's not like I'm waiting for them. Like it's there. And then do when you, I come do home, do you home, just like shoot daggers out of your eyes every time you go by? You know, if looks could kill, that truck would have exploded a long time ago. Just kaboom. Then you would really never get used to it. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah. So we have the stream. I want to start streaming again. I can't. I'm a little bit afraid to start streaming because I don't think I'm emotionally ready for chat to ask me. How is Luna doing? And then I, I have think, to. I think most of the people that would ask already know. So, 
I mean, don't don't let that hang over your head too much. Yeah, and that and it's fine. Like, I don't. I guess like for me, I guess I would be quote unquote triggered by it. But I know I need to come back to streaming. Like, I missed it. I missed hanging out with y'all on the weekend. Speaking of Doge. <laughs> Here comes the Doge. But, like, obviously there are people that, you know, I haven't really interacted with in the, the Pokemon Go space. And there's people that just come in. And I know the last time that we had, that I streamed, I showed Luna. And so I know people are going to ask about it. And I am preparing myself for it. But first, the first battle... We got to get this stupid office furniture. <laughs> <laughs> One battleground at a time. Oy, you're, you're telling me. Because if not, I'm just going to, you know, I have a bunch of milk crates set up. I wonder if I jury rig like a desk. It will look janky as heck, but I will happily do it. Well, and at very least, you can start with your VGC content that way and start experimenting and the quote-unquote office setup really doesn't have a whole lot to do with that part. Right. And like I said, we had the community day so I, I quit after like an hour and a half. I was bored. <laughs> I, I I got to play a little bit just on uh, Emily's phone and so I was, I was happy that I could clear out because I had a whole stack of 10 and 12k eggs so my highlight was getting to hatch a new pokemon the varoon jealous but yes so you know that was that's a good thing little bit of niantic news we're part of the lunar new year so get those trades done now trainer so you get better chances of getting lucky if you have a significant other that plays swap legendaries if you have a higher <laughs> chance of it being lucky make open sure your they open your gifts <laughs> Oh, I forgot to do that. This I forgot to do that yesterday. I missed a day. I'm trying to get lucky friends with you before we go to LA. Yeah, well, and that was the nice thing is I didn't feel like I missed anything <laughs> with that particular week where it was just kind of I was a little annoyed I couldn't do like my my legend climb right then, but at the same time like there wasn't anything in game that was annoying to miss. Yeah. I would say probably the only thing that you did quote unquote miss was maybe the rocket event like the being yeah. of the team away so, frustration yeah the the back half of the rocket event i was i was annoyed that i didn't get to do any of the shadow piplup or chimchar so yeah you're you're right on that but i did log in and at least tm stuff that i had already so not not a total loss and i got kyogre which was nice also hey, hey look you opened my gift i did she really tried for that. <laughs> I really tried for that lucky friend. <laughs> In real time. And hey, don't don't forget that doing those scrimmage battles counts as your daily interaction, so It's true. Don't don't be afraid to reach out for your, your show six practice matches. Feel free to yell at me to open your gifts and then I completely ignore you because I for some reason don't get I never thought I'd say this phrase. I have too many charge TMs. Don't tell Donut. <laughs> I also didn't realize how many I had until I went to TM stuff on the last night of the event. And when I was done TMing, I still had over 100. I was like, oh, oh I, guess, I guess I guess I'd been stockpiling. I would say, if anything, I have a shortage of fast TMs. Now that doesn't make sense unless you were maybe a little overzealous just in trashing them in the first place 
I definitely was. Okay, well, in that case. Okay, I got my lucky friend from opening the gifts. <gasps> it's my friend Kyler, which I don't know if that's his real name or not, but that's his pogo name, so we're going with that. <laughs> GG's maybe human name, Kyler. <laughs> okay, so I guess with the pleasantries out of the way and a little bit of Niantic news, let's get into the battle frontier. So, Jet, I think I know. I think you know what I'm about to say next. It was an historic week for the Battle Frontier. Oh, 100%. So, last week we had our first rage quit of the Battle Frontier. This week we had our first banning from the Battle Frontier. I honestly never thought I would say this, but y'all, it's 2024. Like, can, can we all learn to just not be a jerk to people i don't understand how that is a very hard concept to grasp or you know if if you're gonna be a jerk maybe don't do it to someone's face <laughs> uh. i just i um wait i love athena she's she's the greatest she posted our matchup after i posted <laughs> i posted our matchup oh she's the best i love her yeah, you can't be too safe. <laughs> We're doing this in real time. <laughs> All right, that's the happy feel-good moment part of this out of the way. This time, like, you know what? I would understand. I would understand the banning if it was like, you know, a player. But what makes this worse is the fact that it was a captain of all the people on the team for this to happen to. The captain does something to get them banned. I I honestly cannot fathom it. And out of like, it's it's posted on Twitter. It's I guess it, I didn't know that part, and that does make it much more awkward for their team. <laughs> well, see, it was posted on Twitter, but the offender's name was crossed out. So, out of respect for the people that were involved, I am not going to drag them through the mud even though everybody knows when that post went live so the only thing i'm gonna say about it is y'all don't just don't be don't be a jerk you know it says it there in rule number nine for competition ejection captains and competitors at the battle frontier are expected to adhere to a high standard of respect and sportsmanship Abusive language, harassment, or any other unsportsmanlike behavior, this means being a sore loser or a sore winner, whether directed at a fellow competitor, captain, referee, or other Battle Frontier staff will not be tolerated. Captains are responsible for ensuring their team's conduct themselves in a proper manner. Repeated or heinous offenses could result in punishment up to and including removal from the competition. Some examples included, but are not limited to, breaking TOS, you know, like spoofing, route glitches, game exploits, harassment of any form, being a jerk, offensive team names or logos, re <laughs> repeated disregard for the time of other competitors via continual no-show or no communication disputes being ruled against them. For sheer examples of unsportsmanlike conduct versus other competitors, Battle Frontier staff, or Battle Frontier referees. Like, it says it right there. You, we all agreed to this. Hey, but Tucker, these rules weren't posted at the start of the cycle, so what? It doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. 
you see it like basic human decency is don't be a jerk but what, apparently what a, what a concept i just man yes last week i got i got heated because oh lord i got heated because you know everyone was filing what i thought was like a large number of disputes and there was a large number of unsportsmanlike plays this week we have somebody gets banned plus we had an a larger number of disputes and like i would say about half of them were like protocol wasn't even followed and i really wanted to just say get bent but i couldn't do that <laughs> well and you know maybe maybe that's worth the reminder of what actual protocol is Maybe maybe we have to take some time out and just, you know, put it somewhere in this podcast. Editor, if you're listening, this is where it's going to be, where we talk tooltips with Taco. This is how to file a dispute. Player talks to captain. Captain informs captain. If the two captains cannot agree, file a dispute. Do not. Player, tell captain. Captain, go straight to the referees without filing a dispute or without talking to the other captain. Like, no, why? Why would you do that? You're not getting free points. All you're doing is wasting time from the other captains that filed disputes and used the proper protocol. They got the team links. They got or matchups that needed to be displayed. They got the communications for everyone involved. And every single thing was there. So the referees can look at it, spend extra time on the mechanical aspect of the game and go, you know what? This is what it's supposed to be. This is what we think. This is our ruling. My brain was absolute mush on Sunday at the end, at the last day. And we still had like, <laughs> we had like 12 open disputes. It was, it was terrible. And then we had two disputes filed like at the 11th hour or like 11.59 PM. Here's my assignment. Turn it in. Look at it, please. Ugh. Honestly, my hats go off to the referees that spent extra time, like that were in Knoxville and still doing this because yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's that's a lot, especially when you know cell service is already impacted just by being at the venue. Yeah. On on a on a brighter note, I might have just fallen in love with our our next segment a little bit more because of the spreadsheet. <laughs> yes. So that's our spit statement of sportsmanship. Remember the golden rule. Everyone remembers it from school. Treat others the way you want to be treated. It's not hard. Just, hi, I'm a competitor. You're a competitor. There is no money on the line that we know of. Remember, this is for fun. (laughs) Exactly. It is for fun. It's a game. If there was prize money involved, I would understand. But right now, the only thing that I can see is everybody's an open tier. Everyone's on the level playing field. You're not better than anyone else and this goes for the people who are already in their tiers because all it takes is a bad cycle or two to get dropped from say legend tier to premier tier and so on and so forth all right i think i think i'm done being heated and i'm ready to (laughs) i think i'm ready to move on into the meta usage you're you're ready to believe in the the power of friendship again yes into the meta development usage so in the open great league the top four pokemon stayed the same and they are chargebug chrysalia galarian stunfisk and whiskash those three mons solidified the top four spots 
And then the final Pokemon that round out the fifth and sixth slot are newcomers. We have Shadow Dragonair and Skeledurge. Apparently, Clodzire and Mandibuzz just took a tumble. It looks like Trend Heart is also just linked to percentage. Like, it's it's not just whether their slot changed, like their, their overall, let's call it rank, changed as much as just that usage percentage. Ah, I see. I was looking at, like, number go arrow go up, they move up a spot arrow go yeah. down they move down a spot i i was i was looking over just at enchanted and i think those top three are the same but their overall usage is just down slightly yes i can definitely see that you know clodsire taking a tumble from week one because clodsire was ranked fourth and and then week two it's ranked uh, ninth, I think it looks like, and so it's, it's it's falling. Sadly, I don't like it. Give that blob some love. This is not a request. This is an order. I mean, it, it does make sense for it to be that high, knowing Charger Bug is at number one. So it's, True, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a nice firm wall for that. Yeah, but you also see there's Galarian Stunfist there, which you know we can't forget about, which is also a wall that I learned recently. <laughs> the the old wall yes the old wall so with that out of the way though excuse me so with that though i i'm happy that the open great league has started to kind of shuffle around a bit but i wonder if like that top four is going to be used more like that that top four is going to change as the weeks go on maybe some but just with how flexible and popular crest and charge bug are in open great league in general I'm going to say that will be pretty surprising if they end up falling too much. Yee. <laughs> who are who are our other big winners this week? Did we talk about Manting moving up? Manting is flying up the sh- I know Philo is proud. If, Philo, if you're listening, I know you're proud of this. Manting jumped up from 13% in week one to 20% in week two. And Jellison took similar tumble down. That's rough. That's but, really, really rough. I mean, it makes sense, right? Those are kind of in competition for similar role and coverage, right? Yeah, they they are. Jellison had a 7.5% usage in week two, and then it had, yeah, it, it had a drop in six, uh, 6% in the open Great League slot from one to two, which isn't too bad. Like, come on. Yeah, but I mean, again... Those are those are just interesting exchanges to see, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of parallels. Right. Alrighty. So, enchanted time. Where the top three has stayed the same, but their usage has gone down. Though the top usage for enchanted is Tapufini with 76.12%, Skeledurge with nearly 60%, and Galarian Weezing with 58.4%. Annihilate also is, yeah. Annihilate double and Licky Licky. Oh, Cre- Chrysalia and, and Licky switch places. Overall, though, in the Enchanted field, with you know, there everybody looks like had a drop with the exception of Annihilate and Licky Licky in usage. It's, mm, I don't want to go so far as to say like the their the Enchanted field or the Enchanted domain is unstable. 
because it looks like the top six only one of the one of the mons has dropped out but it's curious to see how the rest of the cycle goes also to the mad lad that brought mr mime good on you i hope you won <laughs> yeah and and maybe that is actually my favorite is how you can scroll down to the bottom and just find out essentially your your one-off usages it's like okay who's who's really going outside the box here i'm looking mr mime celestila galarian slowbro ursaluna oh shadow ursaluna shadow Arcuno, and shadow sneezler y'all are some mad lads also shadow flygon down there in the depths where it belongs regular flygon gets at least four times that play as is tradition can you tell that i really don't like shadows Anyway, so so I'm I'm curious to see how the meta is gonna look like in week three because aside from Annihilate and Licky Licky, the rest of like the like I said, the rest of the top top four went down in usage. Tabofini went from eighty percent to seventy two percent, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, just two percent is like four hundred people from like the amount of players that are in it. Two percent is like four hundred people ish. Well, or, or or even just as a competitor, you can think of it as, you know, that's that's a whole one in 10 people just not running it anymore, which for <laughs> the the Ultra League, it does feel nice that it's not looking like people are feeling locked into those picks, like they have to use them no matter what. But I also I also just enjoy the fact that it wasn't just Feeny, it was kind of the whole list of top cast that dropped enough that, you know, like players are trying new things or just like looking at different mons to fill that archetype. Right. And at least in this point, we have the, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? At least at this point, we've got, you know, there's some alternatives to like the Feeny, Skeledurge, and Galarian Weezing. I, I did say Annihilate with Night Slash could do decent amount of damage to this field. Uh, and especially if you put like Shadow Ball for that stab bonus. Yeah, Annihilate's going to rise in usage. And the, everyone else is just going to have to say, all hail our ghost monkey overlord. It at very least has a play, like has a spot in the meta. I don't, I don't know that it has any command over a lot of these like... Even the normals in that top section have plenty to hit back with. Okay. But mark my words, I Annihilate will be top meta. Like <laughs> at the at All the right, very, got, very top. We've got Taco putting his chips on the ape. <laughs> with that, let's go into the Open Master League. Where we have what is quite possibly the largest jump from week one to week two in this slot. So, in the Master League, for week one, we had Gyarados, Metagross, Florges, Therian Landorus, Mega Slowbro, and Excadrill. This week, we had Gyarados, Therian Landorus, Metagross, Florges, Mega Slowbro, and Hisuian Avalon. So, Excadrill just fell, sadly. And Mega Slowbro is still the top... It's still the top mega to use, which is honestly it's really good. I like it. 
the actually no i was gonna say the unfortunate thing is but there is no unfortunate thing because slowbro had a community day everybody that i would think has a maxed out level 51 and now it's making the open master league a little bit more what's the word words are hard a little bit more friendly to outside help aside from oh, we just had therian landerus which yeah i guess now that i think about it Therian Landorus did just come back in raid rotation, so people probably could have maxed it out if they wanted to. Metagross... No, wait, Metagross, we still don't have... We didn't have a Community Classic for it when XLs were introduced. Florges, well, that's that. And so here, like, obviously you've got Mega Slowbro as the top Mega, and then Mega Agron, Obama Snow, and Blastoise are hanging hang down there in the sub 10%. You, you really, you have to give it to that Landorus jump, like 20% usage jump in, from week one to week two. I did also say that Landorus wasn't rate, so people could have just built it more. Like, sorry, just recently built one. Yeah. Gyarados is still dominant, rocking that over 50% usage, which I can respect. Yeah. It's 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 definitely gonna continue being the the handyman of Master League. It is just so versatile. Like absolutely you can put Dragon Breath on it, you can put it has two really good fast moves, Dragon Breath and Water Gun. And then you can have Aqua Tail, Crunch, Outrage. Water Gun. Oh I meant to say waterfall. But you know what I mean. It has Dragon Breath, Waterfall, Aqua Tail crunch outrage i feel like i'm missing a a vital a vital move but i could just look it up Taco, <laughs> why haven't you why haven't you looked it up you have a computer right in front of you shut up voice in my head anyway so <laughs> aqua tail crunch oh dragon poles but nobody runs dragon poles hydro pump there's still aqua tail and twister which does nothing yeah just just worse moves basically yeah, so you have three move syndrome with the Gyarados, and you won't know it's fast move until you see it hit the field. Which there is still a case to run Waterfall, especially with. I'll make a case for Waterfall with Therian Landorus, with Asuian Avalug, with Excadrill, and yeah, Mammal Swine too. They're they're all above ten percent in usage. Well, and pretty much anything Fairy or Steel. You get a lot more mileage out of the Gyarados that way. Yeah. Other thing worth noting is it looks like, you know, Gyarados is chilling up here over 50%, but the Shadow variant looks like a grand total of three people are running it, which is a pretty stark contrast. And that's even down a bit from week one. Yeah, I see that. But to the Mad Lads that are running like Circuitry, Mega Sceptile, Mega Low Bunny. We see you. Also, why is Tapufini here in the Master League? Someone, yeah, someone just couldn't let it go. They were on a Tapufini high from Ultra League, probably. And <laughs> needed needed that Water Fairy, but not the starter version. I see. All right. Well, that is the Open Master League. Let's move actually, on. Actually, two oh. people brought it week one, so not not the worst idea, I guess. That's impressive. Although, what we don't see is a correlated win percentage. So. You know, 
you're not wrong in saying that. However, I am going to say that the the person that compiles all of this data is doing a very, very awesome job. I forget the person's name, so I'm going to look it up real quick. I'm going to give a quick shout out. They will because, get a shout out. Because they deserve it. Logistics 101 from Nerdy Birds. Logistics has done an amazing job compiling this together. I don't want to put more on their plate and saying that, you know, hey, we record Monday, so if we can get all the data by Monday, that'd be awesome. Okay, thanks, bye. But, like I said, does an amazing job, compiles all this together, it makes it nice and pretty. And I felt a little bad. He goes, he goes and tells me when I was messaging him, like, hey, here's the thing, it looks really ugly. I said, don't worry about it. I will compile, or I can, I can put the data up and we can put it together. And then they go, oh, well, when are you recording? I said, well, we usually record Mondays, but, you know, we're making a special case Tuesday. And he just goes, oh, okay. Are you recording, like, right now? And I was like, no, no, we're recording later tonight. He goes, oh, okay, how long is that? I said, six hours. And I was like, it'll be nice and pretty for you by then. I'm like, <laughs> you didn't have to do that. I appreciate everything that has gone into making it pretty. <laughs> I, like, honestly, I, I feel so spoiled, but I love it. All right, so logistics, thank you. And if there's anyone else that also works on this data, thank you as well. We we appreciate we appreciate the data. All right, serene cup time. It looks very same same. The the only thing I'm looking back and forth, it has it has pretty much stayed exactly the same. But we're still like, going to talk about it anyway. So. How much? How much? Because the w only one that went up a lot, or like comparatively, is Shadow Wiz Cash went from 3.8 to 8%. So it doubled up. Yeah. However, we still have Azumaro, Defense Deoxys, Alolan Raichu, Jellicent, all over 50% usage. Raticate, Galissapod, yep. and o Oink Alone Female. Which looks like a one-to-one. -one. Yeah, it's a, it's a one to one. So there's a top seven here. Week one they had Diggersby Whiskash. Week two they had Whiskash Mew Diggersby. So right once you get to spot number eight is when, you know, things kind of start moving back and forth. Do we have any any shout outs in the single pick range that sparked Joy. Farfetch sparks joy to all the people that I, have a okay. Farfetch. I am <laughs> jealous. I was like, I'm, I've seen that. Yeah, that that is actually decently high usage. It's at five percent. Okay, I guess if there's another one that we could we should shout out, it's Swellow. And let me tell you why. Some of my locals are listening, and there's one local in particular. His name is Bready to Raid in the Innocent Cup. I jokingly said, Swellow is an angry, angry bird. And if you hit Brave Bird, and if you land the Brave Bird, even if it's resisted, you are going to do a massive amount of damage. Well, to my sheer dismay, I had already won the match. So we were doing game three for grit score, I guess. I got lined up. I had a full health. I think it was Whiskash. Let's go with Whiskash. And I said, okay, I'm going to charge the blizzard and Breddy's throwing a move. And I go, this is just a sky attack. My, my counts are good. 
This can't be Brave Bird. I survive a Brave Bird. He throws the Brave Bird. I had like 86% of my health, and I got one shot. Dwello is an angry, angry bird. Yeah, do not. That's, that's even without guts being taken into account. Do not mess with the angry, angry bird. So I got a shout out, you know, Farfetch because mm. yes, and of course Swallow. So my shout out is going to what appears to be the fact that there is at least one. Shadow, Latios, and Latios in the mix somewhere. Now I'm looking. I mean, we can keep an eye out when we're actually going through some teams later, but... I found Shadow Latios, 1% usage. Where's uh, Shadow Latios? Oh, there it is, at 0.11% usage. It's listed twice, which is interesting, but who knows? Where's the second one? Well, there, I see Latios... So maybe overall it's 0.3. So maybe it's not just one. Maybe, looking, maybe there are, you, are a few of each. Are you looking at like week? Oh, I, I see the week two. I see 0.11 and 0.22. Yeah. And then why? Why? you? Okay, here we go. <laughs> my, my phone. My phone. My tablet started, started acting up and I needed to punish it. But in the, the next one, there's only there's only the, the Shadow Latios at 0.11. Or Shadow Ladia, excuse me, a point one. So maybe it gets fixed in the week all, but week one to week two, it gets a little screwy. That's at least what I'm thinking. Or there's just an extra space somewhere. It's just a low volume double entry is, is kind of how I'm reading it. That's fair. Okay, so let's get to the primordial field or for primordial domain. This is name. So primordial domain where we have almost a one-to-one. Uh, so, we have Pseudowoodo, Cradley, and Milotic cracking the top three above over 50%. And then, fourth slot, we've got Togetic and Frostlass. And here's a here's a, a weird one. Aurorus and Hasui and Quillfish are the next ones up. Hasui and Quillfish is seven, which had oh. a... What's that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the only movement, then, is that Quillfish is sneaking its way in there yeah it had a pretty meteoric rise with what's it called in week two it had a 30 almost 33 percent usage and in week one it had a 25 percent usage so up six percent which means what is it doing like honestly i i don't know the only thing i can think of is the poison jabs are there for the togetic aqua tails there for the pseudo wudo and shadow ball for the frostlass Pretty much. Okay. It just it does the can do a little bit of everything roll. As long as it can't, as long as it does not do too much, it's a pretty solid Pokemon. As we all learned in the Ember field, first in our Sylph days, Ember was the worst field of all time. I will fight you, big dude. I know that's his favorite. <laughs> that's that's one of those that I look back on still and wonder what would have happened if we got both of the changes like with the wing attack and polyrath and stuff right we have visitors <laughs> <laughs> the door has opened yep they're in guard dog mode apparently all right so with that out of the way not i guess not with that because people like looking at meta usage so they can strategize a little bit better which is good i i appreciate it 
Unfortunately, it's not my cup of tea because I am, even though like my job is numbers based, I can be very bad with numbers. <laughs> Unfortunately, in my line of work, it costs people money. So before we get into the scores, here's how we're going to preface this from here on out. Okay, we're going to do talk about all of the scores, not for the entire region, because that would take too long. And I don't have enough. I don't have enough gummy bears to eat while I'm doing that. Which scores are we going to do? We are going to split it up into like one week. We'll do the tiered tiers. Next week, we'll do the open tiers. This week, we're going to do the tiered tiers. Ah, uh, the, the the placed people. Yes, because y'all had the y'all open tier. You're going to have a lot of spotlight, especially with y'all getting playoffs and you know, I'm really dreading week seven because I don't know what we're going to do during that time. We'll, we'll think about it and we'll we'll get back to y'all. So with that being said, we are going to start down here in the ace tier because there's six teams. So this should go by fairly, fairly quickly. I'm going to give scores. We're going to look at some prizes, talk about our favorite matchup going into week number three. Obviously, there's only three matches because there's six teams in this one. So it should go by quickly. Ready? Okay. <laughs> so, and I see the beginnings of a circle of suck for me. I love it. We have Decidueye Dynasty Green losing to Coastal Kings 11 to 10. Delhi Birds the Word defeats the Thunder Squirrels 13 to 8. And Fletch and Dorilla Story defeats East Caliber 12 to 9. I feel like that's a rematch from the Sylph days. Because East Calibre was and Fletch and Dorella may have had a history in silver, no? I, I don't remember where Fletch and Dorella ended up, but it is definitely possible. Yeah. I find it weird how Coastal Kings defeated Delibird's the Word, who then defeated Thunder Squirrels, who then defeated Fletch and Dorella Story, who then defeated East Calibre, who then defeated Decidueye Dynasty Green. Who unfortunately has lost to the Coastal King. So the circle is not yet completed, y'all. We're getting there. It yeah, does look gonna... it does look like a good start for the Thunder Squirrels. What's up? I said you're gonna hate me when I when the circle is completed and you're gonna go, Jesus uh... Christ, Taco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it hasn't happened yet, so it can't happen this week. You know why? Why? Because East Caliber's fighting Coastal Kings. It is it is definitely possible. <laughs> I'm getting too excited at this one. Anyway, so aside from that matchup, Thunder Squirrels is going to fight Decidueye Dynasty Green. Fletch and Rail Story draws Delibird's The Word. You know, I honestly just want Decidueye Dynasty Green. Oh, wait, they already played. Never mind. I wanted Decidueye Dynasty Green to defeat Postal Kings, so we had the circle, but we'll get there. I'll make it work. Trust they me. Took it, they took it to one. That's a, yeah. that's a good match. Yeah, they did. Trust me, this is going to be great. All right, so that's ace tier. Let's do premier tier. We have eight teams. So in round number two, I'm going to say week two. Great. I'm calling the rounds weeks. You can't stop me. In round two, we had Nerdy Birds defeating Gong Rippers 17, sorry, 14 to 7. Fearsome Frostlass defeats Sea Kingpin 11 to 10. The Great Unknown defeats Switchmasters 13 to 8. And finally, Dean Air Don't Care defeats Pioneer Valley PvP in a rematch from Sylph Days 11 to 10. 
This week, Dinair Don't Care draws the great unknown, and we have the beginnings of another Circle of Suck. I love it. It's great. Pioneer Valley PvP draws Nerry Birds, Switchmasters draws Fearsome Frostlass, and finally, Gong Rippers draws Sea Kingpin. Dinair, if you're listening, please beat the great unknown. So we have a triangle. It is, it is nice when there's no runaway team in a tier, especially after you just spent however many months winding up together in the first place. <laughs> so you, you want it to be able to balance itself out. You don't want there to be too much weight on either end. Like It would make the whole thing feel a little weird, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it's looking competitive so far. Honestly, having the balanced tiers and close scores week in and week out is great. Because then you don't have scores like 21 and 0 and 20 to 1. Yes, elite TMs, I'm looking at y'all. Y'all have done 20 to 1 in back to back weeks. We get it. You make it a statement. Statement made. I mean, I feel obligated to shout out the San Diego team for making a team quit. <laughs> so they didn't even have an opportunity to go 20 and 1 the first week because after the first two matches, the other team left. <laughs> 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 anyway i you know what we're gonna believe that's that's the new canon we all know the official story but we're gonna rewrite that story and just say this is what actually happened anyway the home team's doing good i'm proud of them <laughs> i love it all right now that 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 was that was great we're gonna go to expert tier where we have Roslark Bow defeating the Hammerheads 12 to 9. Thunder Fury defeats Slark Paper Scissors 11 to 10. Phoenix Rising defeats TNT Fingles 12 to 9. And finally, Team Omega Lol defeats iCarly PvP 12 to 9. Everybody just decided to get 12 points and call it good. In week number 3, Hammerheads draws Team Omega Lol. Slark Paper Scissors draws TNT Fingles. Phoenix Rising gets iCarly PvP. And finally, Thunder Fury draws Roslark Bow. I want to look at the standings real quick. So Roslark Bow and Phoenix Rising are at the top. I think the only thing I'm sad about how the tiers ended up is we don't get a rematch this time with, with Hammerheads. You know, it's weird. We beat them in the pools, but they finished with a better record. Bad playoffs. All right. So Elite Tier, where we have... Canadian Shield on defeating Icy Wind 13 to 8. Lucky Mux has a little bit of a harder time against the Mighty Thunder Ducks, but they still win 11 to 10. Which Northeast Battler team is this? Is this Utter Madness? Nope, it's just Northeast Battlers. Just, okay. Just Northeast Battlers defeats Decidueye Dynasty Black 13 to 8. And finally, Texas PvP defeats the Thunderdome 16 to 5 in a very lopsided affair. I hope everything's going well down in the Thunderdome. Someone should probably check on them. <laughs> Poke them with a stick. Hey, do something. In round number three, Northeast Battlers draws Texas PvP. Lucky Mux draws Canadian Shield on. Decidueye Dynasty Black draws Mighty Thunder Ducks. And finally, the Thunderdome draws Icy Wind. Gonna be a great time. In the champion tier, we have Northeast Battlers utter. Oh, sorry, that's the wrong what, wrong one. I was starting on the week <laughs> one. Score. I was starting on the week one scores. Oops. Brave Nerds defeats Backstage Battlers eighteen to three. Who's your daddies defeats Home Slice Homies eleven to ten. Northeast Battlers utter madness defeats Barktown Boomers eleven to ten. And finally, 
Muddy Water defeats Evan Stonks 12 to 9. That's a rematch of pool number three from cycle one. Wowzers. I remember this week, Who's Your Daddy's draws Muddy Water, Brave Nerds draws Barktown Boomers, Backstage Battlers gets Home Slice Homies, and finally, Northeast Battlers Utter Madness draws Evan Stonks. Will the Evan Stonks go up or will they go down this week? Who knows? As it stands, they're they're right in the middle, so they're breaking even. I love it. And in the top tier, the legendary tier, we have Chicago Stars defeating Rock Paper Slark eleven to ten. Sky Dragons Gaming defeats Deoxys Alberta Form thirteen to eight. LU Vanguard defeats Sharks and Recreation fourteen to seven. And finally, LU EU Emperors defeats Acopolypse Team fourteen to seven. Wait, these are just the rebranded Stadium Elites. The LU is the Stadium Elite rebrands, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure there was a message, there was a note about it, a memo that I missed somewhere. Oh, well. There's there's a lot of letters going on. <laughs> there's a lot. Like, a lot's happening. It, it's hard. I don't like change. The offseason is a wild time. Anyway, in week number three, Chicago Stars draws Sharks and Recreation. LU Vanguard draws Sky Dragons Gaming. Rock Paper Slark draws LU EU Emperors. I'm gonna change that to like Lueu. Oh dear. <laughs> and finally, Acopolis team draws Deoxys Alberta form. So our game of the week, because it was literally giving me a heart attack the entire week of fighting, we're gonna take a look at Diner Don't Care versus Pioneer Valley PvP. Because it's a grudge match and it's fine. And, like I said, there was a lot of things going on. Also, it was super close. Yes. And we had a patron fighting this week. So we have to we have to give them special treatment. Especially when they fight us. So, diving into the Pioneer Valley PvP and Dinar Don't Care matchup, starting in the Open Great League. We had It's Trainer Thanks. Dude, you changed your name again? No, you're, you're Thanks Obama. We're calling you Thanks Obama from now on. We had Thanks Obama going up against... <laughs> And this name was supposed to have been changed, but it was not. So allow me to get my notes and do my best to not butcher our teammates' name. And I'm glad I can read a little bit of Chinese. Because I, I think it's Chinese. Xiao Long Long Bao. That's the name that it's supposed to be. Anyway, thanks Obama brought Chrysalia, Chargerbug, Shadow Dragonair, Galarian Stunfist, Gligar, and Wigglytuff into... Whiskash, Guzzlord, Chargebug, Vigoroth, Mantine, and Clodzire. Thanks Obama was able to take a 2-1 victory. And it's kind of, it's a little bit easier looking back on it to see how it happened. Because that Chargebug has play into the Guzzlord and the Mantine. Whereas our Chargebug had play into Chrysalia. And that's pretty much... I would probably say that the Shadow Gligar had a chance to run free, wouldn't you? Uh, so I I looked at this matchup quite a bit just because like I I did a full matrix for it, and the biggest problem was the Cresselia. Oh really? Yeah, there there were quite a few matchups like it could just run away with the two shield basically. Oh. Which was super uncomfortable, and then even the ones the only clean matchup into the Cresselia was the Charger Bug. So 
anything other than that, you're looking at walking away, if you did win, with like single digit HP. So <laughs> it was it was a remarkably safe Pokemon and it was yeah, it was it was just kinda hard to get around in that way. Gotcha, because the way I'm kind of looking at it is like Chargebug and Guzzlord can shut down the Chrysalia if it's not running Moonblast. But there's no reason not for it to run Moonblast. Look, Otako can dream, okay? <laughs> and yeah, like that that is the consideration, right? But then as soon as Moonblast is a possibility, the, the Guzzlord is no longer an answer. The Crest is just too tanky. It's not like you're taking it out in one move. Right, right. I don't think anything can knock a Grisali out in one move. It's just so bulky. Claude's are cut off if it didn't get its moveset nerfed into oblivion. Hey, who said that? <laughs> yeah, even even if it had a super effective move, I don't I don't think that's happening. But yeah, the the one that I think about a lot is I'm pretty sure it's like uh, the frost last into the crest where the shadow ball isn't even yeah. It's <laughs> it does like <laughs> silly damage where it's just like especially if if you've played Frostlass metas, you're just used to Frostlass taking stuff out, and it's like, yeah, okay, that did, you know, mm. over half at least. Yeah, <laughs> it's like not even instantly into the red. Is <laughs> anyway, huh? There were yeah, there there were there were a lot of options here for trainer things, and that to to the credit then of of both players that it didn't just go entirely one way is how how we had ended up having such a good overall score in the end or at least for the entertainment value <laughs> <laughs> yeah because this we'll get to the the very end of this matchup in a in a moment so but good job trainer thanks obama or trainer thanks for taking a 2-1 victory we're gonna move on over into the enchanted field enchanted domain excuse me where we had ace slider go up against Shervine. Ace Slider brought Skeledurge, Tapofini, Annihilate, Galarian Weezing, Licky Licky, and Mandibuzz. And Shervine brought Kanto Muck, Chrysalia, Pyroar, Alolan Sandslash, Tapofini, and Jellicent. The only thing that was on meta portion that Shervine brought was Tapofini. And he was able to take a 2-1 victory over Ace Slider. When I when I saw the Pyroar pick early on, I was I was pretty excited. Like that's just it's a fun pivot away from Gelladurge, which has been everywhere, and just just different enough. Catch some teams off guard. Iwer can also get has access to uh, what's it called? Dark Pulse, which I think is pretty neat. Like Flame Charge and Dark Pulse, even though it has the same fast move as Skeledurge, it kind of functions a little bit different, like differently than the other Incinerate users. Yeah, you have you have the ramp potential of like the Talon, but just different typing. The biggest downside being, of course, compared to Skelter, you don't have a way to hit the Feeny for neutral. Yeah, unless you want uh, want to be a Mad Lad and put Solar Beam on it. Yeah, which... well, and you you certainly can. The Flame Charge can feel a little redundant, but if you if you want that ramp potential, you you have to keep your one buff move or i guess in in some cases like this lineup there weren't any debuffing moves so you don't have to worry about it that much but yeah I, 
in general think solar beam could could be fun like you you end up something with something that looks a little bit more like a typhlosion but it's interesting right one thing i do want to also like shout out is the way shervine built the team was every mon on his team covered at least two pokemon on a sliders team and i think shervine's team being more flexible is what led to this 2-1 victory Obviously, yes, I do have the footage, and obviously, yes, we can just go and look at the film, but we want to look at it at, from an outsider's perspective looking in. You know, like, I'll use this. Ta- I'll use the Tabofini as an example. You have Muck and Chrysalia for the Tabofini. For Skeledurge, you have Tabofini, maybe Jellicent, if you correctly shield the Shadow Ball, Muck with the Dark Pulse, for Annihilate, You've got, actually, what do you have? You have Chrysalia, Angelicent, Pyro's a little scary because of the normal subtyping. Tapofini as well. Galarian Weezing, there's, there's Muck. There's a Lull and Sandslash if you correctly shield the Overheat. Like, all in all, I commend Shervine's team building. And well, I'm not... I, think it's, I think it's a good way to look at why we had the usage changes that we did or if your opponent knows what at least half of your team is going to be like it allows for team building of, of this variety right yeah and I, I would probably put Shervine's picks as more of the anti-meta side of things which in this case that gamble really helped him out okay I've said all my nice things I can about Enchanted <laughs> I, I don't have anything else to add to you no, I mean, we, we had many, many repeats of stuff. So just, like, focusing in on, on the few new elements was, was, was good. All right. So then I'm going to move on to the Master League, where we had Bobby Laytorch go up against Drewsome25. Drewsome is the newest Master League player. I believe... I believe he was originally on the Orlando faction. No, the Utah Ranger faction. I could be wrong, but he, he played it. We played against him himself and it was it was a fun time. And we're, we're very happy to have him on the team. Great. Same with Zeo Longbow, the great league specialist that filled in for Zimmy while he was competing in Knoxville. We will get to the play Pokemon segment in the second half. But I do want to say everyone, every single player that joined up on our team, we are so happy to have you. You are going to make us proud. That is not a request. We know you're going to do it. There is no stopping it. You cannot <laughs> you cannot run away from what is inevitable, which is the, you all are going to make us proud. The, the ominous positivity. <laughs> Dude, that's my favorite Facebook page to follow. I'm not going to lie. They're, those memes are great. You will be okay. You have no choice. Anyway, so Master League, we had Bobby bringing... Therian Landorus, Hasuian Avalug, Annihilate, Altered Form Garatina, Bulu, and Mega Agron into Drewsome's Buzzwool, Therian Landorus, Mega Slowbro, Genesect, Therian, Lan- Therian Thunderous, excuse me, and Dragonite. I like how everyone on like every single mon in like the Master League is just looking super menacing. And then you have Dragonite, it just looks like it goes, hi. Yes, hi, hello, I'm here. <laughs> Don't forget about me. So where do where do we start? We can start by mentioning that Gyarados isn't here. 
True. We'll, we'll start there. So Gyarados was not here. I do also want to point out the count, like each trainer's choice encounter users. So Bobby brought Annihilate with that, let's say Night Slash, or actually no, I think Ice Punch was a better move here. With Ice Punch and Shadow Ball, can do a lot of damage into Therian Landorus, Therian Thunderous, and Dragonite. And the Shadow Ball can do massive damage on Slowbro. I don't, once again, I don't know how that matchup is entirely played, so we're gonna, you know, that's gonna be a giant question mark. But Buzzwool, with the bug subtype and access to Lunge, was probably able. Oh, wait a second. That's gonna do neutral damage into Tapu Bulu. Because bug is resisted into fairy, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm, so I'm I not was, going crazy. <laughs> I was jumping over to just check what Annihilate's ranking is in Master League in general. Because, again, the, the stats are just kind of new. Tell us the number, oh great professor. So it's down at number 42. So not what, not what you would call top meta, but how does it compare overall stats wise to Dragonite. So its overall stat product is a thousand less where it's only stat higher than Dragonite is HP, but got a chunk more. It's got middle of the road stats. Yeah, like just just good enough to get by, but it, it kind of does need type advantage. Get over get over the hump. Gotcha. You know, we haven't seen a Therian Thunderous. So I'm not entirely sure what its moves, aside from, you know, Windbolt Storm. It gets access to Sludge Wave, Thunder, Thunderbolt, and Focus Blast. Well, yeah, and, and Thunderous, even more than Landorus, in some ways, is such a big winner of just this round of raids and that move update. Because, yeah, you, you go through that list of moves, it had, it had nothing to... <laughs> that was even remotely close to being a bait move. So just just the fact that they gave it a move under 50 energy is is huge. That's just massive. Yeah, I didn't know that th the Thunderous got access to Sludge Wave, which, if it was run, could do a lot of damage in the top of Blue. Yeah, I'm not... it's it's tricky just because you're doing resisted damage the whole rest of the time. But I would I would think you would want something that could hit. Giratina instead. So maybe maybe lean towards wait nothing because it, I'm thinking, nothing I'm, thinking of, <laughs> I'm thinking of the other version that can have crunch. <laughs> I was like, oh wait, no. Yeah, yeah the, the incarnate form gets the crunch. Yeah, the Therian form gets the boom move. That's unfortunate. Okay, well <laughs> now we know it doesn't have anything to use against Giratina unless you run bite. <laughs> Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear me out. Your bite into Garatina and bite into Annihilate. That's all I got. <laughs> I think I think you're better off looking at it just from the stance of getting the attack drops off. That's fair. Okay. So you you have you have an alternate debuffer that isn't also potentially your sweeper with the Lando, but. I mean that is that is a good reason to bring a grass type again. Like I I wonder how many more we're gonna see pop up with just the incredible rise of Landorus. Right. 
Because yeah, again, you're you're sitting at an overall stat product very similar to the Annihilate on the Bulu, so there are some cases where you're just gonna get bodied because your stats aren't high enough, but doesn't Mega Slowbro get access to Ice Beam? Oh yeah, that's a Slowbro move. Okay. If it was if it wanted to do something like that, it could, but I wouldn't see a reason for it to just have like surf and psychic. I'll ask Drew eventually. I'll ask Drew about it. <laughs> <laughs> on on the side of Ice Beam, you know, there there are a few targets for it here, so it's not it's definitely not out of the question. Yeah. All and right. Yeah, just just in general, it is cool to see a few more counter users showing up again because, you know, historically they've been or fighting types in general have been kind of niche just for the same reason where they're just a little underpowered so they, they they need pretty heavy type advantage to do their part and it's like okay yeah this i, I see this working now that hisui and avalug is moving up and i mean mega Agron is an old favorite but there are at least some places where punches can land like not so much into Drewsome's team. It's like his worst is neutral into fighting, but... Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so... Now now you can talk about your match. I don't wanna. <laughs> or, I mean, you can theorycraft your match. Theorycraft? No, this, you can't theorycraft it, but... Um, I, I'm just checking on something as well. Okay. This... Real quick. Here we are. There's there's the thing. All right, so Serene Domains time. So we had Gortakum. Yeah, I probably mispronounced it. It's fine. <laughs> I, it's fine. I won, so I can uh, I get this I get this pass. Oh no. <laughs> Went up against me. Hi, I'm Taco. <laughs> Taco truck. Taco truck. So Gortakum brought Jellicent, Azumarill, Alolan Raichu, Munchlax, Diggersby, and Galissapod. Whereas I brought Alola, <laughs> whereas I brought, thanks to the amazing theory crafting by our resident expert, Jet, Alolan Raichu, Raticate, Azumarill, Defense Deoxys, Jellicent, and Whiskash. I was able to take a 2-1 victory after losing the first match. That's a nice turnaround. And reverse sweeping is always fun. And I saw, I'll go over this in a little bit more detail, but this is essentially what it boiled down to. I saw I had I saw that there were two actually no it all came down to what the Galissapod was using because if the Galissapod was running Shadow Claw my Alola Radicate was going to have more play mm-hmm. if the Galissapod was running Fury Cutter mm-hmm. then I was going to be using Jellicent more I got game one the call wrong because I was still kind of feeling everything out so I let Alola Raichu into Munchlax Munchlax had Lick I thought it was going to be having Tackle so yeah, it was. Dude, do, do you want me to blow your mind? I'm listening. <laughs> do you do you know what the difference is for for Munchlax damage into into the Raichu if it's running Lick versus Tackle? What is it? So, uh, Tackle is is three damage each. Uh huh. And Lick is also three damage. Oh, so it wouldn't have mattered. No. <laughs> Man, <laughs> but I mean, it's 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 a it's a math thing, right? Makes sense because the tackle gets the bonus from being same type, 
and Lick gets the bonus from being super effective. So right, yeah. So I saw super effective, and I just instantly swapped out. I was I was just not gonna do it. I was like, nope, nope. So I swapped out into you know Azumarill, and I think it was Glissapod or Az- it w- I wasn't punished with their Azumarill. I will say that much. Or not their Raichu anyway. Yeah, that. Okay. So I lost. So I lost game one, but I had, ju- but the Glissapod did come out. I saw it had Fury Cutter, and I go, oh, they just really don't want my Alolan Raichu to play. Or the rat. Yeah. So I decided to make it. I was like, okay, so there's Fury Cutter, which means. I can't use Alolan Raticate, or can I? This whole time, I was thinking, like, it has to be Quick Attack, it has to be Quick Attack, it has to be Quick Attack. However, what about Bite? And so, before I brought it in, I switched it over to Bite, but I didn't bring it for game two. I brought, you know, I brought Whizcash, <laughs> I brought Whizcash, Azumarill, and Jellicent. Did they respect your Raichu, at least? Were they bringing Dig- Diggersby? They did. They brought Diggersby the second game. Okay. There you go. And then, so I won the second game, and Danny has the, the, um, oh, what's the word? The, the footage. And the, the, I won the second game. And the third game, I go, okay, they didn't lead Munchlax. They won with Munchlax. So Munchlax is going to come in number one. I'm putting a low eradicate in with Bite because I, du- I double or triple resist the lick, and I can still get off crunches and that hyper beam. So I call the lead, bam, there it is. And I think I left Azumarill. No, I didn't. Uh, they swap into their Azumarill. I punch in Azumarill in the back. And I brought Jellicent just in case. And we're battling, we're battling. And I believe someone had said, someone on our team had said, I don't know why you brought the Azumarill and why you didn't just switch into Jellicent. And I said, I'm calling. There's a Galissapod in the back. And Jellicent's going to be needed for that matchup. Because the Jellicent had already revealed his moveset of X-Scissor and Aerial Ace. There was no liquidation. And so finally, like towards the end, I, I do an, a disgusting bite down uh, with Munchlax after I want Switch. Galissapod comes in. They came one turn short of a back-to-back, and I was able to hit him with a Hyper Beam. And I won. I won the game. But it was, it was very nerve-wracking. <laughs> it was very, very uh, difficult. And Jay... Jen- cannot believe that you got to a hyper beam with bite <laughs> <laughs> like i said it was it was very nerve-wracking it was very scary i need you back i need you back playing because my heart cannot take this much this much excitement i mean it sounds like you took everything that i told you to heart and got a good win out of it look i'm gonna be very honest with you jet i will say this one time at one time only I don't know how y'all do it week in and week out. <laughs> it sounds to me like you just need more practice. It's not about needing practice. It's more just like... Actually, no, it probably is I need more practice. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think for me, like me especially, I kind of look at it like, okay, I'm in these high-stress situations. I put myself in these high-stress situations. I battle my heart out, and at the end of it, I am happy with the way I do it. Well, I, I haven't <laughs> done that as much yeah. since since the creation of Dean Air Don't Care because, well, let's face it, I'm I'm the captain that would rather step to the side and let his players battle because it all in all we're here to have fun and if they have fun battling, I'm gonna let them do it. Well, and, and maybe this is a good time to get this like segue or just kind of team philosophy 
in is that I was actually really glad that we managed to play everyone by the time of week two, whereas just everyone everyone got to play between week one and week two. It was, I just thought that was really cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was no stranger to that. I said, okay, good. Everyone has played at least one week. And now I, I, I kind of don't hate the idea of just like having that be a thing. Yeah, me either. But you know, I've been in these two weeks. You're going back in for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> once, once you know, you get your 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 phone issue sorted. God, yeah. Come on, Niantic slash Samsung. All right. So that was my matchup. It was very scary. You live. Now we're gonna go. Well <laughs> I done. did live. Now we're gonna go into the second serene matchup, which was Matt zero two G going up against BMB ninety seven PVPVP. What if BMB stands for Bad Manners Boy 97 Pioneer Valley PvP? If it does, I, I'm a genius. I'm calling it now. I mean, it is cool that they have their team name incorporated into their name, at least. Yeah. That, that, feels like, that feels like not an accident. <laughs> so in this matchup, BMB brought Dunsparce, Golesipod, Defense Deoxys, Alolan Raichu, Azumarill, and Munchlax. And Matt brought Defense Deoxys, Greninja, Jellicent, Mew, the Swiss Army Knife, Munchlax, and Samurai. Where do we begin? Oh, yeah. Matt was able to take a 3-0 sweep, which was the only 3-0 sweep. Wait. That Death went fly. our way anyway. That went our yeah. That went our way because we got we got reverse swept. Other, otherwise, okay. it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been so close, right? Yeah. So in this matchup, Matt, the absolute mad lad. Honestly, I think he lives for moments like this. Like when the chips are down and he's going up to battle, he just clutches a three zero and then just doesn't elaborate and leaves. He's like, "All right, guys, see you next week." <laughs> I love him for that. Or yeah, he's he's just kind of pops back in he's like okay well i made up for last week (laughs) (laughs) i mean he did say he goes well i think i redeemed myself i said matt you redeemed ourselves and then some like absolute absolute mad lad we love him but i will probably say the defense deoxys with the double normal had a lot of play as well as what are the over under chances of that mew had volt switch uh I don't I don't hate the idea just in general especially when the other team has no ground type. It like, hits everything that is not Raichu for neutral or better. Yeah, which I think is a pretty big plus for Mew. Um, just because like so much of your damage is just coming off of the back of Wild Charge anyway or you're running into problems because your Shadow Claw is not doing enough, and especially into double normal, again, not a not a bad idea. It's like yeah. obviously it, it sucks to play TM roulette and <laughs> whenever there's a meta, meta where Mew is relevant, it feels like you should take advantage of how many moves you can choose from. <laughs> but yeah. The, I'm just I'm just happy to see so many Munchlax enjoyers. I'm I'm definitely one of them. Yeah. So in this one, um, there was there's also the regular Samurai with access to the Fury Cutter, which is able to be hit for neutral damage by the Deoxys. It definitely, I think BMB side had to have Thunderbolt. Well, same with Matt's side. Both of them really 
didn't have a reason to not run Thunderbolt. Yeah. But... I guess I can comment on that a little bit, where even when I was looking at your matchup, I was a little disappointed by the damage that Rockslide does into Glissopod in particular, where Glissopod is not a tanky Pokemon <laughs> by, by, by any stretch of the imagination, but it doesn't it doesn't help. <laughs> and that, that just feels it feels wrong somehow to be you know effectively giving up what your normal coverage move is just for that particular matchup it's like no don't do it <laughs> not worth <laughs> right okay except so. like the the one other thing it would give matt here is it gives it gives you a way to hit the and raichu for neutral yeah i i can agree to that as well all right so with congrats to matt for taking a 3-0 sweep one 3-0 sweep deserves another and i'll get and i'm purposely skipping over the donut match for a reason so in the primordial slot two we had colin mf going up against another dinair rookie in cheesy curl once again we love you cheesy please stay <laughs> or is not it, please stay is but it, is it just cheese cheese curl cheese curl i i think it is cheesy curl but i okay. could be wrong uh cheese curl is probably the more right one and you know when he listens to the episode he'll correct me I'm okay with that. So Colin was able to take a 3-0 sweep in the other direction, thereby making it 9-9 if you've been following along. Colin brought Milotic, Cradley, Arctabax, Sudowoodo, Munchlax, and Togetic. And Curl brought Hasui and Quillfish, Sudowoodo, Dedene, Greninja, Auroras, and Sceptile. So what about Rock Throw Sudowoodo? I wonder. It's an an option. (laughs) The one thing that you significantly give up is the mirror and then you know any other stuff that your counter pressure helps with i'm looking at munchlax and credilly so you're you're at least still doing neutral to everything so it's it's not as much of a flip as other pseudo metas but yeah i don't like if if you're really worried about togetic in particular maybe yeah, I'm wondering, because, like, on paper, this looks like a very even matchup. I'm wondering if Curl was RPS in this matchup. And that is entirely possible, right? There, There's there's a lot of these outside of the literal mirrored pseudo that can get, get pretty polarized. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that is worth commenting on more is cheese curls team is on the squishier side and you have that much more potential than for things get out of hand fast yeah that does happen Uh, here we are i'm looking for it (laughs) nope can't find it i'm gonna say it was rps oh wait no here it is i found it uh, he he claims uh, not practicing that, but I don't believe him. He he was putting in a lot of a lot of practice. I'm gonna call it that. Colin is a very phenomenal battler, and Cur- Curl should not feel bad for the performance. Yeah, and if alignment is the issue, there's not an obvious way to flip like reliably. But I think that's that's just also more of how primordial plays compared to serene yeah 
is, is you have you have a little bit more of just getting <laughs> getting the calls right as far as lining up your your type matchups and just alignment in general yeah that is generally the difficult part all right so with that the score was nine to nine going into the final bout we told donut before he started we just need one point to win i don't think that adds up wait no it doesn't (laughs) 10 to (laughs) 8 you know okay 10 to 8 there we go wait 9 to 9 and 10 to 8 still add up to 18 they sure do so we told donut going in we just need one point and we'll get to this in a second so in the last slot we had burrito hospital going up against moist donut Burrito Hospital brought Sudowoodo, Bradley, Aurorus, Milotic, Snorlax, and Gudra. And Donut brought Frostlass, Snorla- Snorlax, Gillespod, Cradley, Milotic, and Hisuian Quillfish. Now, as I previously stated, we told Donut we just need one. He goes and battles, he loses the first one. He goes and battles and loses the second one. So now it's 10 10. And my and my i'm internally screaming at this point like why are you updating us focus on the battles in the middle of game three his the phone your phone issues that you were talking about jet he got so it forced closed his app and then he jumps in and tries to play and it's unwinnable so he top lefts i didn't know any of this he just told me the phone the app crash and i said you have to do it Ask for a provisional rematch, blah, 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 blah. You know, follow the rules. Yep. Hit the opponents. So obviously, I, unbeknownst to me, I thought they finished the match with like the giant screw up included. But and obviously, Burrito Hospital won and Donut lost. And a provisional rematch, for those of you that have had the fortune of not getting one yet, good for you. I am jealous. I hope you never have to deal with these. In a provisional rematch, if the outcome is different then a dispute has to be filed after speaking with the captains and only the captains can dispute it so if you say that you had an issue you had a provisional rematch the captain can say it doesn't look like you lagged here the provisional rematch should not have happened and vice versa or if you have a provisional rematch and the score is still the same then the match stands in this case we had we had a difference of someone won the first game and the other person won the rematch. So I talked to the captain. Captain says, you know what? This is what it looks like. My team and I would like to dispute it. And I said, totally understandable. Let's file the dispute. My stupid butt thought they were filing when they clearly stated they wanted me to file it. I waited like an hour and never picked up on this because I have the reading comprehension skills of a potato that's been forgotten in the ground and has sprouted new potato-lings. Very old potato. So I tell the, the refs, I gave them all the evidence. I scold my player for leaving early in the match because it's there. And I said, look, for future reference, I understand your reasoning. We still can't do that. After what felt like an eternity, five hours, the refs come back with a decision. The rematch was accepted and we were able to win despite Donut winning one or losing two to one it brought us he to only needed one <laughs> i told him he only needed one and this mad lad decides to get one point in the wildest way possible but yeah well let's let's pretend that is in fact the wildest way possible and just not do that again <laughs> players 
Don't give your captains heart attacks, please. Our jobs are hard enough as is. Anyway, back to the matchup at hand. I was like, did we did we actually talk about the matchup? No, we didn't. You, you, just, covered, you just covered the drama. I did. Nice. You know me, I like to tell a good story. Mm -hmm. So in this instance, Donut did say rock through rock throw pseudo woodo caught him off guard. So no. what? Not not pseudo woodo. Oh, rock throw Aurorus caught yeah. him off guard. Which, you know, does a lot of damage in a frost last and Galissapod who cannot get damage off faster than Aurorus can rock throw down. I don't know. Actually, no. This one, he was able to win because he won the lead and won switch. The first two, he just got... His words, not mine. He got outplayed. And honestly, Burrito Hospital is a phenomenal player. These well, and and just, just to even jump on to the Aurorus Spring, just even having an unexpected move can be enough to throw an opponent off and line up the match in your favor. I do also want to point out that Burrito Hospital and Colin have fought on the same in the same like slot together and they consistently bring in points. It is it is scary how good the, the this tandem is. But we have a better tandem in Serene. <laughs> I I personally I personally enjoy the Gudra bring quite a bit. What does Gudra even bring have? Got got that muddy water goodness. Power Whip, Muddy Water, Draco Meteor, Sludge Wave. So it has a lot of coverage. And it has the advantage of, for the most part, the only grass type it sees is Cradilly, so still still doing neutral into that. So yeah, in this instance, like I like the brings. It's almost a mirror match. Donut did not bring a Pseudo Wudo for some strange reason. He he seems to be against Pseudo Wudo. I mean, it's fine. If you're going to not bring Suda Widow, then you better bring enough counters to make sure it doesn't come out to play without leaving your team open. All right. So, Donut, I know you're listening. So I'm only going to say this once. Thank you so much for bringing in the single point that we asked. <laughs> do not ever do that again, please. I'm done. Back to back to podcaster taco. It was it was it was, it was a good, good breakdown. Definitely. And before anybody says, oh, you're only talking about your own team. We don't talk about our own team that often. We really don't. I will fight you. I mean, you you assert their greatness pretty often. But apart from that, we, we don't cover the team very often. We don't cover how we won. We cover why we deserve to win. It's it's a it's nuance. <laughs> All right. So that is our wrap ups for the higher tier teams. It is now time for us to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, Battle Frontier competitors. With the Battle Frontier expanding to encompass all regions, Enter the Dragonair's Den is also expanding. We will be looking for some extra help to give each region the love that they so well deserve. We'll be looking for at least two hosts for region in the APAC region, EMEA region, and LATAM region. If you are interested, please fill out the Google form or send a DM to myself, TacoDog8, who will then send you said Google form. Experience in podcasting is not necessary, so don't feel like you need it. Submissions will close Sunday, March 31st, 2024 at 
11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time. There will be a post in the Battle Frontier soon that will give you the local time. We can't wait to hear from you. And as always, keep your dragon fang sharp. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial break because I know I did. And whether or not anything to do with the ads, I hope you are hydrated. Oh, yes. This is your time to make sure that you are hydrated trainers because you'll be walking a lot if you go into L.A. That's all I got. All right. Hydration. I'm glad glad we got our tornado warning out of the way today. So (laughs) hopefully we are all done with that for the rest of the month. Today I learned California gets tornadoes. I think the only one that at least I remember actually happening was was in LA, at least for SoCal. That was, that's some that was, day after that was tomorrow one of the type stuff. Ones. I'm gonna look up when that was. Yeah, that's some day after tomorrow type stuff, or like 2012 end of the world things. Uh, I figured like LA was was known for like earthquakes because let's build a city on a crack in the ground. That'll never. That won't uh, have consequences. And now that I've just upset the entire city of LA. <laughs> well, it is like, how do I say this? There's there's a lot of mental space dedicated, especially to people who don't live in California in general, that think that there's a lot of earthquakes and stuff. And it's just like, I feel <laughs> if, if you've been paying attention to the news at all, that you should be way, way more concerned about fires than anything to do with the, the shaking earth. The I know that y'all get, I think it's wildfires every year around the fall, like the Cal- like the Southern California area. That part I know about. Yeah. But like, I think it's because like when I was in school, at least we had like, obviously it was elementary school or primary school or whatever kind of school you call it. When we learned about science and like the earth and tectonic plates and stuff, every single year it was brought up or we would start to learn about it right afterwards. We'd be like, so in California, this happens more often. And there was a devastating earthquake in California in 1984 and 1906. And I just kept thinking, okay, so California equal crack in the ground. It goes burr. Well, and yeah, to be to be fair, did happen, and now it's just part of the building code, where <laughs> that that is just something that is is taken into account. So that's that's also why it's it's not as let's let's call it dangerous or, or deadly as it has been historically. Is it turns out you can learn from your mistakes. <laughs> that's fair. All right. So before we go any further, we got to do some housekeeping stuff. I am going to quote the I am going to quote the commercial. It is the call to action for we are looking for podcast hosts for the other regions, EMEA, APAC and LATAM. If you're interested, uh, fill out the Google form in the show notes listed down below. Uh, This podcast is also powered by patron members. The Patreon link is also located down in the show notes slash description. Uh, you can you can support the show for as little as one dollar, granting you access to a super secret part of the Discord. Uh, higher tiers get you access to the recording booth chat, where you can fact check us in real time. If, however, you're you do not wish to throw money at us via Patreon, 
consider giving the show a rating wherever you listen to your podcast via the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, etc., etc., uh, and give us a review. If it's witty and safe for work, we will read it aloud. At this time, we do want to thank our patrons at the Dragon Egg tier. We have Trainer Thanks, Thanks Obama, they're the same person, ZT Smith, and Sotiri. Their contributions month in and month out help us keep the digital lights on, and we appreciate it greatly. We also do have a Twitter where you can follow us. We are at Dragonair Den, or you can follow me personally. I am TacoDog underscore eight, because the person who has TacoDog eight refuses to change the handle. I said what I said. Uh, like I said before, we also do have a Discord. It is free to the public. Jump in, agree to not be a jerk. And just come and hang out and vibe with us. You can answer the community question in the weekly answers section, as well as, you know, we do hope we do have watch parties at some regionals, NAIC, and even worlds. I I've distinctly remember staying up very late at night to stream the the World Championships in Japan. Was not disappointed, honestly. I think. That about covers everything that I have to talk. <laughs> just, just house is kept, all swept. Yeah. So it's now time for our community community engagement section. Last week, we asked you, the listener, what are your early favorite picks of any of the metas outside the top six? Former teammate Riblet responded with, Linoon and Serene has insane coverage." And honestly, it does. Shadowclaw fast move, access to Dig, Grass Knot, and Thunder. It uh, it can be a very good Dark Horse pick. And if you're not, what's the word? If you're not keen on your counts for Linoon, you may very well find yourself at the tail end, at the tail end of one of those moves. And of course, with Dig getting a buff. It can. It might be one of those fly under the radar picks. The moist yep. donuts. <laughs> moist donut sends a gif of. What's the pre-evolution stage of Gudra? Sligu. It's Gumi. Sligu of Hisuian Sligu and Hisuian Quillfish. I mean, technically Hisuian Quillfish counts, but that's two picks, which I'm I'm all for it. I don't think Hisuian Sligu is in the game yet. Oh wait! Yeah, this... I'm, I'm I'm gonna say it's a focus on on the quillfish. Okay. Yeah. Also with poison sting and poison jab, and then access to aqua tail, shadow ball, and I think sludge bomb. I feel like I'm forgetting. I feel like it also gets ice speed, but I could be wrong. Oh yeah. Oh, it does get ice speed. Yeah, you landed. It an ice does. Beam. Oh yeah, I did. And dark pulse. Don't forget about the dark pulse. There's a lot of moves that it can use. Patron Sotiri says how about the perugly and perugly with that newly buffed aerial ace can also be one of those fly under the radar picks it's and then one of the long list of normal types that unironically can work yeah and then finally the naked hornet says in the east caliber primordial practice tournament we had six pseudo-wudos and six participants it's just very hard to replace the consistent fighting damage or cover for its ability to two shield boosted rock throw spam. 
Subtile also feels like it has way more play than back in Primeval. And you're not wrong, because at the time, Subtile really just had Fury Cutter, access to Fury Cutter, and Leaf Blade, and Dragon Claw. But now, it has access to Leaf Blade, Breaking Swipe, I want to say Frenzy Plant, and uh, someone you, will correct me if I'm wrong you, about that. You rounded out with the Meganium coverage move. Earthquake? Yeah. Oh, and Aerial East. So yeah, Subtile does have a lot more play this week, or this time around. And I am here for it. And so those are the answers to last week's community question. This week's community question, we are going to give some love to the open tiers. We talked about metas. We talked about Pokemon in said metas. But now we're going to talk about the open tiers. So which open tier teams are you following closely? Without giving away the obvious and not picking the Dark Knight, because that's our sister team. I am also I'm going to be following the Queen Bees because they have a special place in my heart for being the first team that we ever faced at when we were Dean Air Don't Care. Yeah, what about you? I did already call out San Diego team, which is the SoCal Swap Blue offsuit. Oh yeah, that's the one that I called the, the SoCal San Diego SoCal Swap Blue San Diego C team because it just rolled off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> however, however many teams they have now, but yeah, um, that's that's like my quick and quick and easy answer is. I like to check in how they're doing every week. Yeah, and I the SoCal Swallow Coastal team, there are some players that I play Scarlet and Violet with that have joined up on the, the team, and I'll be following them a little bit more closely as well, just because we share servers with them. Oh yeah, so that... I, did, I, did, I did mean to check in on their, their blue squad. You mean their ultra OP second team? Again, how, however many they have. <laughs> I mean, they did breeze through Iron Tier, and then they lost one in Bronze Tier and still got double promoted, which I thought was kind of cool. They made it look easy. They really, really did. Well, already. So, I will go ahead and reiterate the community engagement question, which is... Which open tier team or teams are you following closely? Please feel free to answer it. Like I said, if you listen on Spotify, there's a section down there where you can respond to the question. If you're in the Discord, you can respond to it in the weekly answer question. I usually post it the same night we record. You can also tweet me at, at excuse me, at DragonairDen. You can tweet the, the official Twitter account. If you tweet at me, I may forget about it in my posting of memes, RuneScape, NASCAR, Formula One, so on and so forth. So this week, or this time, it is now time for our Play Pokemon segment. And Jet, I am very, very happy to announce this. Even though if you watch the regional, you already know what I'm going to talk about. Oh, I know. So firstly, we have to congratulate the winner. Dunebug has won, won at Arlington, and, or excuse me, San Antonio, and has now won in Knoxville. Congrats to Doombug, great, great pet competitor. However, 
I am very happy to announce that our open Great League specialist, Zimmy Kid, made day two with a surfetched. And, and I'm not going to say, ah, but he taco, he didn't use the surfetch. Shut up. You don't know he, that. He brought it on the team and he made day two with it. Therefore, he used the surfetch and made day two with it. He did he did show up on stream the first time when he was in winners, played against a juggernaut of a player in Kimi Sui, one of the, the runner up to the Milwaukee regional last year, and is a very, very good competitor. Uh, unfortunately, Zimmy got 2-0'd in the winner's bracket. He got knocked down in losers and battled all the way. For the chance to go to day two, he had to fight none other than Kimi Sui again. And this time it was all it was all Zimmy Kid. He 2-0'd he 2-0'd Kimi Sui on stream. And I'm not gonna lie, when I was watching that, I, I jumped out of my chair screaming just like it was like a pop-off and i just like pumped my fist in the air my dogs got very scared and they were asleep and they woke up like in pure horror i guess because <laughs> i i was like i was just so happy and excited and i was very i was very happy for him you know it was, I, it I was a good day to be a zimmy fan it definitely was i've said it before he is the best player at the time he was the best player to not make day two and he deserves it you know all of that hard work all of those battles and i, I appreciate it they called that out on the stream too just like they went down his list of just barely not making it so, like so yeah. many times so it was it was nice to see that recognized just in the moment officially as well yeah and he like we we've joked about it but to officially break the stream curse <laughs> yeah extra special yeah they did also that he had never won a battle on stream he's always gotten so close but just the fact that you know he won a battle against a highly 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 skilled battler like so he made yeah so he made day two he was in top 16 he lost to valor ash but honestly after making it to day two Heck, you're playing with house money at that point. At least in my opinion. So, I want to say once again, congrats to Zimmy Kid. You are a phenomenal battler. I am very, very proud. Like, I'll say it speaking on behalf of myself. I'm not going to speak on behalf of the team because that's later. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, very proud of you. Like, you are, you're an amazing battler. You're an amazing friend. And I, I wish you the best of luck in your next couple of regionals that you go to and hope to see you at Worlds. All right, I got to stop before I get emotional. <laughs> it was, well, and it's hard to even compare it to the moment itself, right? Like, it's one thing to say or to, like, describe a pop-off kind of moment, but it was just, like, overdue in, in such a real way. Yeah. And honestly, I think, like, I know some people, like, popping off is kind of a controversial thing to do because it's like like yeah we get it you're excited but it's also like dude like really you just i don't know there there are some people that are sticklers about it and i will say that um coming from like you know there's a there's an old saying in nascar and i'm gonna bring up nascar for a moment yes cars go left they all make left turn ha ha he he i don't know who said it but the phrase goes when if you find yourself 
in victory lane winning a race celebrate every victory as if it's your the last time you will ever be there because you never know when your next victory will come and so like with that being said i would say take in the moment absorb it all because honestly you may never know like that may be the last time that you compete at a regional and that's not just me talking about zimmy obviously he's going to go to more <laughs> like me I, I haven't been to a regional in peoria and I haven't had a, a win in a quite some time at a played Pokemon event. But like when I fought in Milwaukee and I won on stream, I was I was excited. I was ecstatic. I was I was crying at the end of it. I was like, but it's just round three, blah, 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 blah. I didn't care. I didn't know the next time if I was ever going on stream and I haven't been on stream since. All right, I think I'm done getting philosophical for this, this <laughs> part of the episode. Well, and there, there's just a lot of it that is is about kind of proving skill to yourself too, right? Where it's just, it is nice to have a win that you yourself have to recognize at a certain level. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I'm not terrible at this. No, I think, I, I believe 100% that anybody can beat anybody at a Play Pokemon event any given day of the week. It's just a matter of, are you streaming it together that day? Like, are you on your A game? Because if not, well, you might go O2 and better luck next time, which sucks. Don't get me wrong. And I wish Play Pokemon would switch to a Swiss format, but they won't because they they insist on getting the latest iPhone, which is an inferior phone, except right now, because I guess Samsung's have the force close issue. But that's not the point. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Get like an S20 or an S21, like S21 Ultra or something, you know, that already has, you can show the tap to touches and stuff like that it is it is superior to the iPhone in every way. And it will make, it'll make uh, review requests easier to do because you can show, you can see the touches there, there. Anyway, so that was Knoxville. <laughs> um, as, as we're like recording this, I had just gotten back from our February local where we had Home Slice Henry show up and he won. He was the victor after three rounds of battles. I unfortunately lost to our second. I unfortunately lost in round one, so I placed third. That was the highest I could go. I forgot Charge Bug existed with my team build. I, uh, I brought Dugong, Mandibuzz, Skarmory, Whiskash, Charge Bug, of course and annihilate afterwards henry and i decided to play a battle for fun and i was able to beat him 2-0 i was very happy because he miscounted his shadow zapdos even though he was winning cmp every time he just decided to overform one and i managed to get a lucky scald on him so i beat him at a local and that's the that's the achievement i have so now our, our rivalry is tied at three battles apiece it's nice that you got a chance to play, even if it wasn't part of the tournament itself. Yeah. But you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Like, some, like we were we were very sad that we couldn't battle each other, like, in play, but we said, hey, if we can't battle each other, let's let's fight afterwards. And I was like, heck yeah, <laughs> let's battle each other. Like, honestly, let's just, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. The camaraderie of the community I'm very fortunate, like, you know, we've got the other two locals that are in my home community. 
we push each other far and far, and then Henry comes in, and he beats all of us pretty... I'm not gonna say pretty easily, because they're, they're all very close battles. And then it's like, ah, so now I've beaten Henry, who then beat Demon Prince, that's the other guy's name, who then beat Azalite, who then beats me. So we have our own quote-unquote circle of suck, but like between the four of us, anyone can win. You just have to remember Charger Bug exists. I do, very much so. So with that, Jet, do you have any GBL progress from the last time we talked, or are you still chilling at 2800 and refusing to battle until Niantic fixes their, their stuff. It's like, I turned on my new phone yesterday and immediately found out that game barely works, so oh, <laughs> no, no. no GBL. I've been doing some climbing in Hisui Cup, though. Uh, I'll oh, say yeah? that. Yeah. Did, did you have a Hisui Cup hero? Well, the first day, or the first couple of days, I was using Toxicroak, Toxicroak, Frostlass, and Lopany because... Shadow Mimikyu had had some success with it, and so I decided to run it, and immediately was reminded why I absolutely despise using Frostlass, and I don't have enough play, or I don't have enough, what's the word? I don't have enough experience with Lopany, so I was in shambles. I have switched, I have since switched to a Gastrodon, Toxicroak, and Empoleon set, and I'm having a lot more a lot more success there. And since it's two weeks, I can run it for another week. It is a nice feeling to find a team you enjoy and still have a good number of days in a meta. Yeah. It's like, that's always the frustrating thing is like, about the time you figure out a team that you like, the meta is gone. Yeah. I'm kind of excited for Evolution Cup and seeing how well Primeape is going to do with the meta because now it's a middle evolution so it should be good quote unquote but we'll see other than that i think it's good that we call it here yeah evolution cup looking like the most interesting thing that we've got left yeah a little little catch cup feels (laughs) feels like such a dust sink catch cup doesn't exist it's it's what you do after you're done climbing. Yeah. I got I got a couple of days to finish off the the research. I think I can do it, especially with the go battle day coming up. Yeah, that'll help a lot. Well, already. So, with that being said, we unfortunately have to say goodbye. It makes me sad, but we do appreciate you taking the time to listen to us to the very end. I do always want to let you all know to always remember, keep your dragon fangs sharp, stay away from those fairy types. You can you can dragon breath through ice types if you really put your mind to it. And until next time, we will see you all in our next episode.